Alright, now welcome back, Orcs and Orquettes. This is Oryx Bones reporting the straight news that's important to use. If you understand where I'm going with this, I do all of the leg work, the arm work, the chest work, the ab work, everything that is necessary to keep all of the information that the FIA and the Imperium government, the Reptoid Conspiracy, is trying to keep from you. So every time that you listen to the Oryx Bone Show, every time you buy a jar of food, every time that you get a utility shovel, every time that you buy Smooth Brain, you find yourself creating a resistance to the fascism that is the Imperium. Do you understand me? Do you understand what that means to be resistant? Do you understand what it is to be on the front lines, doing the leg work, the arm work, the chest work, the ab work, the glute work. If, if you were to come in here right now, growl, 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 tell them, tell them about my glutes. Okay, tell them about how, how. Oryx, I would really rather not. All right, growl, all right, growl. Needless to say, if you throw a penny at my glutes, it's going to bounce back like a trampoline. Okay, glutes tight as a trampoline. Tighter sometimes. Tighter than a military bedsheet. Do you understand what I'm saying? Tighter. I don't have any more analogies. But if I did, they would be good ones. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? I'm trying to say that these jars of food have made me an apex killing machine. Now, I do have the back issues. So, it's not exactly like I can truly be on the front lines, per se. But, what I can be doing is the leg work, the arm work, the chest work, the calf work, all of the work that just keeps everything functioning, all of the information in your head to keep you revolutionaries, orcs and orcats. Do you understand what it is to be a revolutionary, orcs and orcats? The things that we are about to talk about on today's hour of the show are very important pieces of information that I feel like a lot of people have not been told. Because the FIA wants to cover these things up. They want to make sure that we cannot expose their reptoid conspiracy. They want to make sure that we are held in captivity. They want these confinements to feel like home. They want us to develop a syndrome where we fall in love with our captors. Let me tell you what, the only thing that I have for my captors is a utility shovel to the throat, all right? You understand that one part of it is sharpened? That's the beauty of the utility shovel. The utility shovel can be stood up in a tripod, all right? You can use it for taking a dump when the apocalypse happens, when you're hiding out in your foxhole, waiting for the Imperium to come over, so that you can start just letting them know that you're not going to take this anymore. I'm not advocating violence. Okay, advocating violence is a bad idea. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to tell you you guys to do that. Nope. Oryx Bones is a peaceful advocate. So when we go and we rip the heads off of these Imperium agents, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I get a little worked up sometimes. It's a figurative head. You know, it's not it's not a real head that we're going to be ripping off of anybody. Again. Oryx Bones does not advocate any violence whatsoever. But we are 
going to rip the heads off of these Imperium agents. And we're going to put them on spikes. And we're going to show everybody what happens to fascists in this country. Okay? These liberals want to try and convince us that there's no such such thing as reptoids, right? Now, explain this to me. I've been looking through a lot of case files, a lot of information, and I had a thing come across my desk recently, and it is mind-blowing, okay? So, we're going to talk about Sarah Smolder. She was a young lady who was taken from her bedroom under very mysterious circumstances. There was one witness. Now, this witness is a special agent in the FIA right now. He wants to try and convince us that a dragon took her. I know. I know. We all know there are no such thing as dragons. If anything, this is the reptoid conspiracy trying to perpetuate a boogeyman to make everybody think that somehow there is a possibility that these mythical creatures that maybe at one point existed, I'm not sure. I'm not going to try and make any claims here because I'm not a scientist, right? I'm a journalist. This is a serious news show. And that is why I am doing the legwork and the arm work and the neck work and the eyebrow work. Just all of the work that needs to be done. Okay? Because there are no wrinkles in my brain. Because I've been taking smooth brain. Right? So let's get back into what happened with Sarah Smolder. So she, as far as I understand it, went to bed one night. Her brother's room is across the hallway. Okay? And a wind and a light appear. Right? Now, we know that the FIA has a monopoly on magic. They have a monopoly on weapons. They keep all of this stuff locked up and inaccessible to the general public. So how exactly are you going to try and convince me that some random who is not involved with the FIA whatsoever was not involved in this? It's not possible. It's just not possible, right? So what actually happened that evening? Did a dragon really swoop down, like Agent Smolder said? I don't think so. But I do think that a young man can be confused by some of the things that he'd see. I do think that a young man would be very troubled by a situation where his sister is going to be taken forcibly from his home. So, I do not blame the young Agent Smolder. Because we're not in the business of shaming kids, right? But once he became an adult... And he joined the political machine that caused the kidnapping of his sister. That is when he became complicit. And when he became complicit, he became the enemy. So right now, you just need to understand that there is a great dichotomy between my opinion on this uh, matter, right? And so what we need to wonder is, did Agent Smolder see a reptoid? The answer is yes. This reptoid probably had some sort of magical item or spell or scroll or something like that, right? And what he did, or it did, is it broke into this, into this house and it stole her away. Now, what we're wondering is why, 
why would they, why would this be a thing that would happen? Why would the reptoids want to go into the Smolder household and kidnap Sarah? Now, I know that the, the Smoldering Foundation theory is something that's very prescient for a lot of people. I don't buy into it. I don't buy into it. Too much conspiracy. A lot of stuff is just not quite substantiated, right? And I know a lot of people that are on the high end of clearances. I have had a lot of whistleblowers come to me and they tell me, Oryx, you need to tell the Oryx and Orquettes that are your listeners. What exactly is going on in this FIA? Those people are patriots. Those people are the ones that are allowing me to create such a serious and important news show. What you need to remember about Sarah Smolder is something that I was able to find in... Well... Let me just pull out this report. I'm not going to tell you exactly where I got it from, but this is Falk Smolder's personal file, right? And this gentleman is certifiably insane. There is nothing about this gentleman that leads me to believe that he is a stable individual, okay? And I think that there was some sort of an unintended consequence when the reptoids came in and took Sarah, right? And so what you need to wonder is why Sarah Smolder? Well, there have been more than one disappearance around this time. Why is it? Some were men, some were women, but most of them were children. And the thing that I am wondering about this, though, is how is it that no leads were ever found? How is it that the FIA came in, they got on the radio, they explained to the public that they were going to figure out what was going on with this, but they immediately try and cover up this young boy's story. Rather than just clarifying that he could be confused or that possibly he is has been put into a situation that was incredibly traumatic and maybe it doesn't necessarily matter what he's saying at this time, the young man deserved to speak. He did not deserve to be shut down by the FIA, right? So why would the FIA be so concerned with the idea that this young man is touting dragons, right? The reptoid conspiracy. President Superman is a reptoid. There's a reason why he broke all of those records for the Farport Patriots. First of all, because he's not playing against orcs. All right. We both know that if orcs were playing in, uh, in, uh, the IFL, they would be dominating it. We know this. This is a fact. The orcs are the alpha species. There's nothing wrong with stating facts. So if President Superman is a reptoid and you start to talk about reptile like creatures going in and taking people from their beds, well, that's not a good look. And I I don't necessarily think that President Superman was involved in this kidnapping. It seems relatively impossible. He would have been pretty young just starting his career in college. Um, so it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that two decades ago, he would have been preparing to try and cover up for the fact that he is a reptoid. 
So instead, what I think it is, is I think that this conspiracy goes further than President Superman. It goes further than Minister Kane. It goes further than Minister Iger, right? Maybe what we're dealing with is some sort of a shape-shifting ability done by these reptoids so that they can stay perpetually in power. Think about that for a second. Think about that for a second. These reptoids are able to change the way that they look so that they can perpetually stay in power. Think about that. Orcs and orquettes. Think about that. You don't need to be taking smooth brain to draw the conclusions that that is going to be bad for everyone in the Imperium. And as a patriot, we need to stand up against things like this. This is why President Superman needs to come on my show and he needs to debate me. He needs to debate me and he needs to allow me to check for seams. We need to be allowed to detect magic. We need to be allowed to investigate this reptoid conspiracy as high up and as far up as it goes. No matter what the budgetary constraints, no matter what happens. But we need to take a break. This is the Oryx Bone Show. If you're a fan of actual play podcasts and audio drama podcasts, then you're going to love Beholder's Eye. We're an epic fantasy adventure that starts where the story begins. We don't make you wade through six backstory episodes about characters you don't know or care about. We start with violence, the way God intended a D&D podcast to begin. If you're looking for a good character-driven podcast with bloodshed, dumb decisions, dark lords, political backstabbing, demons, and all the other trappings that make epic fantasy exciting, then subscribe to Beholder's Eye. Just look for the big green eye. Far beyond Farpoint, beyond the desert and the seas, beyond the night sky of this land, there lies another world, another universe. On the world of Soluna, a great many things are converging. Horrors creep from between the stars, threatening to consume the world. The gods have another name for this place, Eternal, the Levy of Darkness. What will happen when the levy breaks, and beings that even the gods fear break through into our world? Find out on the Eternal Podcast, found on all your favorite podcast sources. Produced and presented by an Eldritch Dream Games. Orcs and Orcats, we're back. Now, what I have in store for you next is really a special treat. This gentleman that we have coming onto the show has been an advocate against the FIA and against the treatment of the confinements ever since he came to town, right? This gentleman that I'm about to have on the show has been harangued and harassed, and just generally been mistreated by the FIA. And so, through great effort and strife, 
himself and danger to his personal being and also my personal being, we are having him on anyway, right? And let me just tell you a little bit about what this gentleman has been doing the past couple of weeks in the Imperium, right? So recently, he took a big step, big step in his advocacy. He got registered by the Imperium, became a fully-fledged confinement citizen, right? And our friend of the show, Strahd von Zarovich, right? He then went and started using his experience with the FIA to try and teach everybody else what is going on with the FIA. He wants to teach you about your rights. He wants to bring criminals off the street. He wants to make the Imperium a better place. And how are we going to make the Imperium a better place, you might ask? Well, it starts with all of us, Orcs and Orquettes. It starts with all of us being concerned. It starts with all of us being aware of the things that are going on. And it starts with all of us being advocates, right? It starts with all of us being advocates. And so, without any further ado, I want to welcome Strahd von Zarovich onto the Oryx Bones show. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm very happy to be here. So, uh, tell me, tell me for a second, Strahd. What exactly is it that you have been doing since you came to the Imperium? Well, you see, I had a run-in with, uh, the gentleman that you are talking about. Falk Smolder. They tried to... These gentlemen broke into my establishment. They raised weapons against me. They started to shoot immediately. And there is no part of me that felt as though there was any other option but to respond in kind. Where I come from, you do not obey just laws or unjust laws, I should say. So it is very important to me to, uh, clear my name, per se. Everyone claims that there is evidence that I was involved in the incident almost a month ago where there was the carriage accident and many people died. But as we all know, but as we all know, the FIA is not above planting evidence. It is not above working against the interests of its people. Well, you see, Strahd, that's one of the main reasons why we got you on this show. Because we know about this ridiculousness that happened with the carriage accident, and they're trying to claim that 
you who... Yes, I can see that you're a vampire. I can tell by your pale skin, your large canine teeth. But I feel as though we've gotten past that kind of stuff in the day and age that we live in. And it's really unfortunate that in this day and age, we have to worry about people being falsely accused of things and agents just being believed over the people that are actually experiencing it. Because, first of all, Strahd, if you were killed in a carriage accident and your body was mangled among some horses, how are you standing here right now? Well, this is a very good point. There was never anybody recovered. Just the word of the agents. Well, see, and that's the problem, is we can't just look at the word that these agents are trying to give us and believe in it, right? Because there was no body recovered. There was a mass of horses. There were a lot of spells done, only by the FIA, as reported by witnesses. There were a few reports from what I would believe are credible sources of a bat-like creature. That doesn't sound like a vampire to me. That doesn't look like the slick, black-haired gentleman that is sitting in front of me. Nope. This man is dressed very regally. He is dressed impeccably. He does not look like a monster. He has a strong, square jaw. Now, you can see that there's a bit of a protrusion in the lips where the canines come out, right? But as orcs, we're used to this. We have tusks. Very similar. Can't use them to suck out people's blood, but not a problem, right? Because we accept people for who they are, right, orcs and orquettes? Because we are revolutionaries. We are going to change the Imperium. So, Strahd, you went and you got registered, right? And after you got registered, you have since then started up um, some sort of a brotherhood, as I understand it. Yes, Oryx, there is, uh, there are many who have a need for community. And so we have started up the Brotherhood of the Fae. We meet weekly. Information can be found. Well, I think that it's, it is the right time to announce this. This coming winter, I will be running against Robert Iger, Minister Iger. I've checked the Constitution and the bylaws. There is nothing stating that a vampire cannot run. It only says that you must be human. And I am human. Now, don't you think that the FIA or maybe the other ministers, probably Bob Iger himself, he's probably going to do everything in his power to change the rules, don't you think? This is a concern, yes. But I believe that the people will not stand idly by if they should see that they are not being listened to and respected in a way that they find to be acceptable, Oryx. Now, Strahd, 
I know that it's going to be a long campaign moving up. I know that it's going to be a long and hard fight against Minister Iger, who has been in the ministry for almost 40 years, right? He is the reason that the Elf and Orc War continued for as long as it did. Okay? This man loves war. This man loves to keep people down. I do not want to resort to mudslinging. I would much rather talk about his policy. And his policy so far has been funneling money into the FIA, who does not seem capable in preventing tragedy. And this is why my first action as a minister would be to end all funding to the FIA. Then we would look to build a new ministry. Former FIA agents would be welcome to apply, but everyone would have to reapply. This is not going to be some sort of a... We're not just going to repaint the barn and expect four people to trust the FIA again. Community outreach will be important. This is one of the reasons that I am so adamant about starting this brotherhood. We need to rebuild communities. And these confinements are not conducive to rebuilding communities. So what we must do is we must band together. We have resources. If you are a starving vampire, we have plenty of synthetic and animal blood at the Brotherhood for you to come and consume. Right? We have healthcare resources for the elves who are starting to feel the effects of whatever is going on with the magic. We can all feel it. The FIA and the Imperium government sit by idly. Now you see, this is one of the things that I have been very concerned about lately is we've been noticing a trend where magical creatures who I believe have been poisoned by the reptoid conspiracy Um I I'm not sure what you are talking about. See, the reptoid conspiracy, uh, Mr. Zonzarovic, you see, the reptoid conspiracy, Mr. Zonzarovic, is a really important thing for you to know if you're going to be running for ministry, right? Because the reptoid conspiracy is causing the majority of of these problems. Because most FIA agents are not bad people. They think that they are doing the greater good because they have been told that they are doing the greater good, right? And they are not. They are instead... Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Grawl's telling me that we need to go We need to go to a break, and so we will be right back with more Oryx Bones Show. Once there was a world called Galarian, a planet filled with millions of peoples, countless diverse cultures, and pantheons of deities, both mighty and cruel. And on that world was an organization of truth finders, of adventurers, and heroes. These noble souls of the past set out blazing trails around that world in search of knowledge and peace. 
in more than a little bit of glory. But that was then. What vague scraps of history had been cobbled together from the pre-Gap days is all that remains of the legacy of the Pathfinders. In an effort to honor that legacy, and to gain knowledge of the phenomenon that is the Gap, for over 300 years a new group has banded together in that search. That group is called the Starfinder Society. With the ability to traverse the cosmos, a gift of the new gods, and armed with powers that at times blur the lines between magic and technology, the planets of the packed world system over have submitted some of their best and brightest to this budding organization of would-be heroes. And in those three centuries, nuggets of lost knowledge have been uncovered, of course. But more than that, a body exemplifying the merits of exploration to cooperation solidified a fractured star system. Join us every other Saturday in Hexgrid Heroes, a Starfinder actual play podcast set in the established lore of the Paizo setting. A dead acolyte, her puzzle box, a city festering with secrets, and four individuals working to uncover those secrets, as well as those contained within each other. individuals (laughs) I think of myself more as a hero of Mithrin well I didn't sign up for any of this hero business I call myself a researcher because that's what I am that's all rubbish we are adventurers we will squeeze every drop of adventure out of this city or die trying join us on the adventure by listening to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast and by following us on Twitter at PodRealms. May your journey be successful. (laughs) Damn it, Candace. (laughs) What? Alright, Orcs and Orquettes. We're back. We've still got Strahd Bonzarovich in the office. Candidate for ministry. All right. Now, Mr. Vonzarovich, what are some ways that we can use these communities to protect these very vulnerable fey people that are living in these confinements? Well, it is very good that you would ask me this question. One of the things that I am working on the most is we are trying to create neighborhood watches who will be looking out for any sort of issue that will be existing. This is to report FIA, Fey, and non-Imperium humans alike, because it is very important that we are fair and we exercise the law equally, which is not something, something that I have seen done as much. And it is disappointing. My opponent, Bob Iger, he would try and spin it and say that we are ungrateful, that we are conspiring. And if this should happen, it will be important that we have these communities. Because organization is the only way that we are going to stop this. And that is what I've been saying all along, orcs and orcats. We need to band together. All right? We need to stop looking at 
the vampires, at the trolls, at the orcs, at the goblins, at the gnolls, at the dwarves, at the elves. If the elves and the, and the orcs can band together out in the Deadlands and fight against the Imperium and their tyranny and their land grabbing and their general and blatant disrespect for non-human life, Well, I don't believe that there's any reason why we can't do it ourselves. There is no reason why we cannot organize everyone that lives in these confinements. Because there are more of us than there are of them. And there are humans who are allies. There are humans who see what is going on here. And they are concerned. And so, we need to know that you, orcs and orcets, are going to be ready. Yes. If you are interested, come down to Barovia Ave. We have the Brotherhood of the Fae. It is set up. There are not as many resources as I would like yet. But through hard work and determination, we are going to be able to make this work. We are going to be able to create a better life for all fey, all magical creatures in the Imperium. Now, thank you so much, Mr. Von Zarovich, for coming on the show. Um, I, as I understand, that's about all the time that you have for today. Yes, I have a meeting that I must get to, but I really appreciate you having me on here. Thank you, Oryx. You are doing a great service for your people. And for everyone in the Imperium. Well, thank you, Mr. Von Harvitt. And we here at the Orcs Bone Show will be supporting the campaign for Strahd Von Zarovich for Ministry. Okay? We, as magical creatures, as fey creatures, as orcs and orquettes, we must support people who have our best interests in mind. Right? And so, Please, if you have a little bit of extra landmarks, consider donating them to the Brotherhood of the Faith or to Strahd's campaign directly. The last thing that I really want to get into is the abandoned, the abandoned, uh, the abandoned factory um, in the Pale Touch confinement. Right. One of the things that uh, I've been noticing is that. There is an influx of humans who do not really have a desire to live with the rest of their fellow humans, right? And so what we've been finding is that the, these folks have been moving into this abandoned building. And I know that a lot of us are mistrustful of humans. But if you look, these humans don't really leave much. And the ones that do, there's some... There's some things about them that are a bit different. It seems as though uh, there's experimentation going on with magic. They've been somehow implanting themselves and creating something more than human. And I think that this is an important movement for us to be looking at. Because if there are humans out there that are bucking the Imperium, that are deciding for themselves that they do not need to be regulated, 
those humans could be allies. And I know that a lot of you in the Pale Touch confinement have written me letters. I've gotten many telegraphs about how I need to make people aware so that we can stop this. I disagree. And here's why I disagree. They have not harmed anyone, right? And the thing that we're constantly looking for here is we're looking for benefit of the doubt. And how can I expect others to give me and you, orcs and orcats, the benefit of the doubt if we're not willing to give these humans the benefit of the doubt, right? So, what I propose that we do, we just leave them alone. And if they contact us, if they want to join the revolution, we let them, right? Because we are going to need allies. This is going to be a hard fight. We're going to take another break. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Oryx Bones Show. Fuck, man, that hurts my fucking voice. I need to figure out a much better way to do that. But until then, I mean, he's too good of a character to not do. Love you. Bye.